Welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, chaplain, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. Barnabas wants to bring Paul again as they go the second way. And Paul says, no, he's a quitter. We don't need him. He can't take it. He's not hard enough. And Barnabas goes like Barnabas. Barnabas is always looking for those people that weren't there that needed to be there. As a matter of fact, think about, look around and see who's not here that you can contact and, and just say, hey, we missed you. We, we love you. We care about you. We, we, want, we want to see you. Well, Barnabas goes because he's that kind of guy and he takes John Mark. And Peter and Silas go one way and John Mark and Barnabas go the other way. And then we don't really hear much about him except that John Mark's name is changed to just Mark. Why? Because he spent time with Peter. He spent time with Peter and much of the gospel accounts Peter had taught John Mark. You see, the man, the young man who said, I don't have time for this. I didn't sign up for this. Under Peter's loving care, under Peter's watch and discipleship and restoration, you see, because the Lord had restored Peter, Peter could show the grace of God to someone else. And he could help this young man who was probably feeling pretty defeated, pretty beat up. Because after all, his uncle Barnabas and Paul got into a, such a big discussion that they parted ways. I bet that really hurt the young man. I bet how he was feeling was, oh no, I, I caused such a rift among these great men of God. And yet Peter's the one who takes him and tells him, let me tell you how the Lord restored me. Let me tell you how it's not until you fall that really Christ lifts you up. That his mercy and his grace helps you. That now you are really worth because you're not trusting in yourself. That's why I said all of that about Peter. That's why I brought all that message last week about Peter. Because it's Peter now restoring someone else. And the grace of God working through Peter to someone else. And you know what? There is not a formula that I could give. I was looking for some formula where when you see somebody fall that you can just go help them and you can say this word and that word. And there's no formula. Because the love of God deals with us individually. The grace of God deals with us one on one. And the way the Lord helped restore me will not maybe be the same way He helps restore you. Men are restored to a right relationship after they've seen the Lord and they picture Christ. What about King David? King David was a man after God's own heart. And yet he sins a terrible sin. And 
his, his adultery with Bathsheba, now a child is coming. So he says, i got to get rid of the husband. i got to make it look like the husband's. And, and then finally he says, I'll, I'll get him killed. And yet God restored him. Do you know the majority of his psalms were written after his restoration? Because remember in Psalm 51, he says... Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And then later on he says, Then will I teach sinners thy ways. That's what he's doing in the Psalms. He's teaching us of the love of God. He's teaching us of the grace of God. He's teaching us of the restoration of God. He's showing how God brings us back and how great and mighty and glorious our God is. And yet he loves us so much that he deals with each one of us. What about Hezekiah? He told King Hezekiah, you are going to die. You've come to the place, that's it, no hope. What does Hezekiah do? He goes and he repents and he weeps and he, builds to the, he, he goes to the wall and, and he's crying out to God. And so the Lord says, all right, I'll give you 15 more years and I'll show you, I'll prove to you. He says, what do you want? You want the sundial to go 15 degrees forward or, 15, or 10 degrees forward or 10 degrees backward? He said, well, anyone can make, the, make it go forward. If you can make it go backward. And so what does the Lord do? He stops the rotation of the earth and turns it back. That's how great our God is. That's an amazing thing. To turn the sundial back, to turn time back. Our God can do anything. And He does whatever it takes in order to restore you so that you know how great God is. Oh, we can just imagine Peter. We've seen John Mark. We've seen Hezekiah, David. We can look at person after person now. When they failed and when they've fallen, God lifts them up. And He says, you're still useful to me. <laughs> you're still useful to me. We know that God restores. I want to just close out with one verse. It's in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. I think this has got to be my favorite verse. Because it starts out in the book of Ephesians that we who were dead in our trespasses and sin, we were enemies of God, we were following after all this. We were sons of disobedience, and he talks about all that. But then he says in verse 4, and if you don't remember anything else about today's message, remember these two words. But God. But God who is, what? Rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. If you don't remember anything else, remember but God who is rich and his love and his mercy. Because he loves you, his grace is there, he restores you, he uses you in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Because now he's brought us to a place where we're useful. He's brought us to a place where we're not trusting ourselves like old Peter. We're not trusting in what we could do or what this one might do or that one. But we know that it is only his grace. But God, who is great, what? In his love, in his mercy, the grace of God has been showered upon him. The grace of God that he uses his own sinners. That's all he's got. And there is no plan B. 
Now, preachers oftentimes, I don't think, and I've been guilty of it, don't want to preach this too much because we don't want you to think, I'll just go out and sin. I'll just go out and do this. And, and I'll just help God do something great because I'll just go do some horrible thing and then God will forgive me and, and God will just bring me. Don't. Paul says, what shall we sin that grace may abound? God forbid. I'm not saying that. But I am saying if you are a child of God, you are in God's hand. Now, there are consequences. You want to see all of the consequences that David went through? You want to see the consequences that Peter went through? That John Mark? Every single one of them, there were things in their lives. Sometimes it's history. Sometimes that, that brings us out. Sometimes the scripture brings it out. Hezekiah did get 15 more years, but he died. And you can read about the trouble. You can see, see all of the things that he went through. Sin has consequences. So do not say, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something horrible so that God's grace will be, you know. That's not, that's not biblical thinking. That's not what the scripture says. But he does say, when you do fall, my grace is sufficient. My love is sufficient. I want to take you and use you. I want to take you and let you be lifted up and useful so that you're not trusting in your power, in your own power. You're trusting in my power. You're trusting in what I can do. You're trusting in all that I have. That's the message that Christ told Peter. Feed my sheep. You find someone else that you can show God's grace. You find someone else that you can share the love of God and how God's forgiven you. That you can do the same to someone else. That you can repeat the process. There are people all around us that do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They do not know the grace of God. They don't know the love of God. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loves. As I said, if you don't remember anything else, remember but God. That's the factor. That's the factor that changes everything. Because we're dealing not with man, but with God. Who is not like us. Who doesn't hold a grudge. Who doesn't say, well, I'm going to get him later. I'm going to get back. No. God, who is rich in his love and mercy wherever he has loved us. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue. That's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.